Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You are tuned to the Nighttime Podcast, focused on the fringe of Canada. Hello, listeners. Here on Nighttime, I've been tasked with sharing details of many dark and unusual Canadian events. I've covered countless unsolved crimes, missing persons cases, supernatural events, and strange characters. In fact, at this point, six years in and a couple hundred episodes later, there's little I haven't covered. Well, except for one thing. To my knowledge, Nighttime has yet to explore the fascinating world of garden decor in St. Catharines, Ontario. It's a topic I've often considered, yet I just couldn't find the appropriate garden in St. Catharines, Ontario to feature. But that all changed. When scrolling through Canadian news stories over a morning coffee, I found myself face to face with what could only be described as the most controversial garden in St. Catharines, Ontario. This particular garden, despite its vibrant colors and tastefully selected blossoms, is the venue for a battle between the homeowners, a neighbor, and the town's bylaw enforcement officers. The problem has nothing to do with the flowers that grow there. The entire issue surrounds the unique choice of a garden planter. When Christina and Matt designed their garden, they started by purchasing two large wooden coffins placing them in their yard, and filling them with soil. And as it turned out, a neighbor didn't share the same taste and aesthetics. A complaint to bylaw enforcement would begin the most interesting garden or bylaw enforcement story the town of St. Catharines, Ontario has ever seen. And very shortly, we're going to hear directly from the homeowners involved in this. Tonight, in this episode of Nighttime, we're going to be joined by the homeowners turned gothic freedom fighters, Christina and Matt. And our topic will be the most controversial garden in St. Catharines, Ontario. Sina Calbury and her boyfriend Matthew Micah are bringing new life to their front yard by adding a casket full of flowers. The couple bought the coffin online to revamp their backyard garden, but ended up loving it so much, they put one in the front yard a few months ago as well. Their two sons love it, and so do most of their neighbors. But not all. One of them called the city to complain. The couple got a letter from the city telling them to remove both coffins from their front and backyards. But they say it isn't going anywhere. The casket's gonna stay here and the only way it's moving is if I'm in it. One neighbor who didn't want to appear on camera said they were concerned because of the public school down the street. But many other neighbors said they don't have a problem. It might not be my taste, but it's not harming anybody. And come Halloween, it'll be cute. Matt and Christina, I never thought I would have someone on the show simply because of how controversial their garden is, but here we are. How are you both doing? 
great. Good, yeah. yeah. Great day so far. It's been pretty good the last few days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> eventful. You've had an eventful and unique few days. So th the reason I came to learn about you both is you just finished a, a short battle with the St. Catharines municipality about whether or not your garden bed, I guess, is acceptable. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Garden or garden bed. Our gar the garden bed specifically. Not so much the garden, I guess, the garden bed. How did this start? Why don't you like walk us walk us through how you uh, end up in the news about garden beds? <laughs> well, uh, I was on Facebook Marketplace just scrolling through and uh, someone was selling coffins. And I said to Matt, like, check this out someone's selling coffins that's pretty cool and he's like oh that's really cool like what are you thinking you know to do with something like that and i was like flower bed and he's like yeah i thought the same thing it's like okay but he said contact the person see see what's going on so uh i did and uh we went and picked one up put it in the backyard first actually um filled it with flowers absolutely like over the moon excited about it and matt goes well do you think maybe we should get one for the front yard like all right. And she happened to have one left and we went and picked it up and filled it up with flowers. And that was maybe no more than a month and a half ago now. And uh, then we got the letter on the 12th. I think it was Monday or something like that. We got the letter. So, so this person on Facebook Marketplace selling like coffins, do you, do you have any idea why they had them? What's the story of that? We didn't, it was because of the COVID situation. Like we just, it's like a porch pickup I guess you could say yeah. <laughs> um I don't know we didn't really ask but like there's no lining in them there's no pillows no nothing it's just literally a wooden box with the handrails and everything like that yeah, yeah. Lids, obviously but I, I I have a feeling they were either um like like high quality props for like some kind of production or maybe a haunted house or something, because we are in like a region where there there is a lot of haunted houses, uh, especially seasonally. Mm -hmm. But they're definitely not like a fifteen hundred dollar, twenty five hundred dollar casket that you would buy at a funeral home. They're more of just a wooden shell in the very much okay. in the shape of a casket. No, I I feel like they probably were really at one point maybe a display yeah. somewhere maybe in a funeral home possibly like oh you like this one or this one you know like there's no mistaking what it is. <laughs> okay. yeah, like, yeah. I feel like might have been a true coffin like the the original point of it but I mean it's just a wooden box when it gets down to it right yeah it just happens to have a lid <laughs> yeah yeah a domed lid and handles yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes it easier to move. Yeah. How much did you pay this person for? Cause they're like, I saw the photos. They're nice coffins. How did, how much did you pay for them? Uh, they were 200 each. Okay. I think that's a fair. So that's why we're like, obviously we're going to go buy a $200 coffin. Like, <laughs> when, when Christina showed it to me initially, I was pretty much down to make any, I, I, I wanted to get a coffin. Like we're, we're, we're both the type of people that like making things and we, yeah, we, we really enjoy repurposing things or, uh, but when she showed me the caskets, it was like, hey, we're getting one, but what are we doing with it? <laughs> yeah. And when she said a flower bed, I was like, that's super rad. Let's put it in the backyard. That won't bother anyone. And we put it in the backyard. It was so sick that we were just like, let's, let's do it to the front yard as well. Let's call her back and get one to the front. <laughs> it, was there any other ideas other than flower bed or garden bed? Was there anything else you were thinking you were going to do with these? I would have done anything. I would have like, done anything. A we, coffee table, a bookshelf, uh, like a bench. That, yeah. Like, I mean, it just kind of worked out to be perfect 
to be a flower bed. Like we have, you saw the pictures, like the one part is open. We're actually thinking possibly for the one in the backyard next year, opening up the, the other half and like building like a bench. So you could sit and like, there's flowers there, but we'll see. <laughs> so you, you put one in your backyard, one in your front yard. Did and we'll get to what eventually comes of this, but did you hear anything from the neighborhood, the neighbors yourself? When we were setting it up, when we brought it home and we pulled it out and started putting it on the front lawn, I don't, a few people drove by and looked and stuff, but I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what they must have been but thinking. But they didn't have like negative looks on their face or anything. And like when I was like filling up the one in the front yard with flowers, one of the neighbors down the street was like, oh, you like lots of flowers too? Clearly it's a casket. So she wasn't like, bothered by it i was like yeah we definitely love flowers yeah yeah it was like at first i don't know maybe they thought we were gonna bring it in the house or something but then it just like stayed there yeah and got filled with flowers and got a picket fence built around it and like became a very obvious permanent fixture of our front yard yeah the the picket fence is a nice touch too because it just has that it just kind of whispers graveyard (laughs) <laughs> or something yeah. you know it's funny you mentioned that because uh you know we got complained about having trash in our yard and that picket fence is actually made out of repurposed skids that a factory tosses away and they let people grab them okay and i've got a stack of about eight skids in, in the side of the house that nobody said anything about mm-hmm. and it looks horrible i'll be the first one to say that but nobody said anything about that, you know, but the beautiful garden is a real issue. Yeah. So, and, and I just want to ask this, do you, do you rent or own your place? Own. Okay. Cause I was just thinking like, if someone wanted to get the coffin out of there, the first, like you, you would probably go to like your landlord or something. If you own right. the place. And that's the whole thing, right? That, yeah. that would be a story, right? Like, obviously if, if we did have a landlord, okay, fine. We get it. Blah, blah, blah. Even then we'd still fight it, but maybe not as intensely as we did, but no, we own the house. We pay our property taxes, you know, like we do like, that's the whole point. You buy a house, you can do what you want with it, yeah. you know, like, or you should be allowed to do that, yeah. you know? And, and that gets to the point where like, the only thing you really can't, can't do are things that the gut that are in breach of, you know, bylaws and building code and whatnot. And it looks like what happened is a neighbor had an issue with your choice of garden beds. Rather than yeah. knocking on your door, which they were probably, I'm, I'm guessing they're probably scared of you, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> rather than knocking on your door, they go to the city of St. Catharines. And I, I can only imagine they were going through a big dusty book of bylaws being like, there's got to be something in here about coffins. So she probably called them up, you know, moaning on about how it's ugly. It's there's a school, there's children and da, 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 da. Until they were like, okay, well, the only thing we can do is say it's not being used for its intended purpose, in which case the city would have to go knock on the door of every single person who has a basket as a planter, a wagon wheel as a decoration, a bathtub as a garden planter, really anything that you can imagine that's, I guess, not sold in the garden section of your local hardware store. Mm -hmm. So initially, the city bought this complaint in they did they they sent you a letter or do they send like by law enforcement to say this is garbage and you can't have garbage on your lawn like how did you get this complaint um well she called the city um i believe july 4th or july 5th um the bylaw officer came out uh, unknowingly to us mm-hmm. uh on july 5th 
he didn't knock on our door or anything like that. But after the fact, we found out he took photos of the house because when he was questioned about it, he's like, oh, no, I've seen your property. It's beautiful. Yeah. And they told us, basically, you've got trash on your lawn. You've got to get rid of it by this date. It's July 19th. Mm-hmm. We got the letter on the 12th. And then they said by July 19th, we had to get rid of both of the coffins, not just the one on the front line, the one in the backyard as well. Or what? Or face fine, I guess. Nope. They didn't say anything. So it was more of like an aggressive gesture of like, we really hope this works. Like, it's almost like they tried to scare us and to be like, oh, shit, the city's coming. We better move this. But I was at work at the time. But by the time I had gotten home, Christina had already been calling every everybody in the phone book that we needed to get in contact with. But before the word even got out of her mouth about us getting a letter in regards to the coffin, I was just like, it's not moving. Before I knew who she called, before I knew what the letter said, before I knew anything, I just said, it's not moving. We're not doing anything to anyone. We're not violating any kind of law and or bylaw. Yeah. You know, we've repurposed something. Our personal aesthetic may not be everyone else's, but luckily we own the place. It's our property. So just keep walking if you don't like it, right? You may not like the aesthetic of it, but there's no question. I've saw the photos of your place. Like your property is well-maintained and and it's it's neat. It's organized. The flowers look beautiful. I just think uh, uh, I I get why someone may not like the style of it, but that's a part of living around other people. not everyone keep on going like right. <laughs> you not know? everyone goes to a scary movie or not everyone rides a roller coaster yeah you know some people are afraid of clowns what if i had a big clown statue out there and someone i would have a problem with that too <laughs> exactly right so i probably would never act, act you know subject myself to having yeah, a clown no, on my lawn. yeah but all i'm getting at is the fact that like no matter what it was out there there's somebody that's gonna have a problem with it for some reason and it could be completely justified or it could be completely bogus, but the fact of the matter is, it's not going to impede on what we're doing nothing, with our lives. Nothing and our property. that's going to harm anybody. There's, it's nothing. It's just because um, one Karen, let's call her, down the street didn't like it, and then it became a whole big thing. And and our intention of putting that out front wasn't to to do that, obviously. But I mean, also we're not going to be walked all over on, yeah. like. And that's the, the bylaw that they tried to say is they revamped it. That's it's 20 number 2020-106. So it was revamped last year. Well, obviously this has never happened probably in the history of most cities or towns, but I mean, um, maybe be more specific because in the letter, it just said uh, it was waste. And every time I called, they said, Oh, it's waste. Okay. Well, how, Oh, well, it's not being uh, used with its intended purpose. Yeah. We, we pushed and pushed and it, it only took two days and we were literally willing to ride it out oh. for as long as humanly possible. I was, gonna, I was ready to put a retainer on a lawyer and just start addressing all of these people to, you know, I can't make any further comments about this. You're going to have to talk to my lawyer about <laughs> it. Because that that's how dead set I was on making sure that it wasn't going to budge a single centimeter. Yeah. And, it, and it, it's not even, a, I, 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 it got to the point where it's like, it's not even about it being a casket. This is about like clearly targeting somebody. And I'm not saying I felt discriminated against or anything, but I was saying, I'm not going to stand for that bullshit because this is my property. Mm-hmm. And again, like I can appreciate it not being a certain person's aesthetic, but you know, there's a lot of people, it, it seems like everyone's trying to find this deeper meaning and find something wrong with it. Like yeah. one lady on the radio mentioned, like, 
She literally said it would be okay any other time except for COVID. Come on. <laughs> it just, it boggles my mind because the, the, they, they read into it too far. And what it comes down to is the reason that we put a casket full of flowers in our front yard is because we thought it looked awesome. I can understand seeing a casket and maybe being like, oh, that's, you know, that reminds me of whatever. And that was sad, but like, it's a sunny day. There's beautiful flowers growing. There's nothing to be sad about when you look at that casket. If, if anything, it's a reminder that, you know, something beautiful can come out of something that humans uh, dark or morbid or, or like a sad time. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, and that's my response too, to, cause I've been getting, like DMs like crazy from people who I have no clue who they are. Um, you know, like, how could you do this? Why don't you think of other people and blah, blah. Okay. Well, first of all, it's not about thinking about other people. It's about thinking about ourselves. And a lot of people don't understand. You need to take time and do things for yourselves. And we're at a point in our lives that that's what we're doing. If you have that much of a problem with death, you clearly don't understand that it's inevitable. And the fact that some people really have a hard time grasping that, it becomes a problem for them that they're obviously pushing on to us in this situation. Like, I, I'd know, also like, like to take a moment to appreciate like the people that actually make and design caskets because like ours is just a $200 casket, but I mean, they're really beautiful. People spend a lot of money on them and they're only appreciated from this really dismal perspective. Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, like I said, like those guys work really hard on them after I'm sorry. After putting that casket in the yard and getting a chance to really look at it and get up close to it, it's like this is this is a tough job. It's like a fine craftsmanship to, to make something <laughs> like that. Why not? You know, let's put a little bit of their work on display instead of it being six feet underground exactly. where no one gets to see it. People see it for an hour without, without sad eyes. As far as the complaint you get from the city, they send this letter, you call and plead your case. Was was there any more to it or do they just call you back and like, you know what, this is bullshit, forget about it? Um, well, it, it took a couple days. So the, the day we got the letter, um, as soon as I was doing the same thing, like he was at work and I was reading, I was like, no, no, <laughs> no. So um, I called the number for the bylaw officer that was, that is, was dealing with that case, um, spoke with him. He could not give me, uh, a straight answer or an appropriate answer as to why we got this bylaw. But then he also gave me his supervisors, I think like the head of St. Catherine's bylaw, I guess. Um, so I spoke with him as well. And he said the same thing, like the first guy, Oh, I saw pictures. Your yard's beautiful. It looks really great. Like everything looks really nice. You have to get rid of this. Okay. But why? I'm like, there's no, like after looking into the bylaw, it's like, it's like there was no, it was just like, it's waste. Okay. But how it's not in pieces. It's not a big pile of junk. It's, but how yeah, they define it as, as debris or refuse that's not being used for its intended purpose and can cause a health risk for the general public. Mm. Like, yeah. Like it, it's obviously a bylaw written to prevent someone from having like a, you know, and there's a rotten old car and a pile of garbage and just this nonsense. And it's or just people it, who don't maintain their property. Yeah. But what, the, but what they were trying to say we did was something like that, but that's not the case. So I even called the MPP's office. I called the mayor's office. I called the, the city uh, councilors for our areas. I called uh, lawyer's office. Like I was, 
before he even got home, I think the letter came here maybe an hour and a half, not even before he got home. And I'm like, yo, I've called like 10 people. Yeah. <laughs> Second day. So the day after the letter, we were like, I already did interviews for three newspapers, three radio stations. Um, I did. We, I, I'm, like, it's just, you know, I was in contact with CBC, CTV. Like it's. That's amazing. It's really taking on a life. People have had people like in Ohio messaging me be like, Hey, I just saw your story. Like, so it's, it's, it's spread pretty quickly, which is well, it's, actually pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it just, it's so easy to, as you read the story, it's so clear what they were trying to do. And they were hoping you were just going to be like, well, I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm going to destroy it. Exactly. And you got the wrong <laughs> yeah, no, we're not the type of people, especially when we're not in the wrong to back down. I'm surprised how quickly they changed their tune, though. They immediately seem to put their tail between their legs and be yeah. like, yeah, you're right. Uh, obviously, they don't want the, so- the negative social presence on them. Um, even even all the reporters and editors and producers and stuff who did contact all those people, there was a no comment, no comment, no comment. The radio station I was on yesterday tried to get in contact with the mayor for the second time, and he refused a second time, saying that that's it. No, we're not. No comment. No comments because they were so in the wrong. Like, and it's it must be so embarrassing, which feels so good. <laughs> like the fact that we fought the city against the law, bylaw, whatever you want to call it. It is. It was such a satisfying feeling. Um. That like we were in the car when I got the call the other day and uh, <laughs> he actually ended up rolling down the window and like screaming out the window about it. And we were just like freaking out because it was like it was such a nice feeling. So what so what was the call? Who called you? And what did they say? Um, so the supervisor guy, like I mentioned for the, um, the, the bylaw, the city bylaw, um, he actually called sound so miserable, which was <laughs> just defeated. Oh, just yeah. Just like, hey. Yeah, so we're dropping it. We're not pursuing. I'm like, and I was like so happy. I'm like, oh really? Oh, like <laughs> you don't say. And he's like, okay, bye. Like you know. So and then I told him, and he's like, yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> when you put the coffin there, you must have expected like maybe some weird looks. Did you think you were going to get any trouble from the neighbors about it? Like what? Did- I didn't. I thought obviously people are going to look by and be like, ew, some people because we've seen those faces looking through the window. But like those people, I feel like are like normal people who like that's weird. I wouldn't do that. And then just carry on, you know, instead mm-hmm. of being kind of obsessed with it and then doing something like calling the city. But I I didn't think the neighbors we don't talk to the neighbors like we keep to ourselves. You know, there's a bit of an older crowd on our street, which is fine. But like they're just not our people. And um, I didn't think that there were it was going to come to this, to be completely honest. Like I really. I didn't think, I don't know if you felt like someone was going to call the, I I'm the type of person that if I had, if we've been driving around or whatever, one of my friends had that on their property, I'd be very jealous of it. So yeah, I feel the same way. So the only thing that I was really worried about is if someone would try to take it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it must be pretty heavy. Like, even if it's not all like finished inside, like it's it's a two person job for sure. Yeah. How did you move it? Did you rent a truck or something? I, I got a Jeep. Okay. So we're, we're not, it, it's just barely big enough. Fairly fit. Like barely. And it was like, well, at least we know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about this though? You, you talk a lot uh, when you're talking about the complaint, you're, you're using she, do you know who lodged the complaint? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. And we had, 
an interaction um, with that said neighbor, and she came right out and said that she's the one who called the city. Yeah. Was this a negative interaction? It was very much yes, negative. Yes. Um, so what's what's going to come of this now you're going to you're obviously you're keeping the coffin you're empowered and it- yeah, I mean, there's no sp- spiteful feelings or anything like that we're not going to go out of our way to broadcast the casket I or mean- like add more like i've had the question from radio and everybody so getting any more caskets like well no like we didn't put it there to piss anybody off or hurt anybody. We did it because we liked it. And we spent $400 on caskets. We don't have any more casket money laying around. So, like, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, like, probably just do it lay low, mostly. <laughs> yeah. no, no, I mean, like, we just want our garden to look beautiful. And according to our, yeah. our own aesthetic, uh, never been a creepy thing. It's been a beauty thing. And we just happen to think a casket is beautiful. You know, they don't, they don't like the aesthetic. I get it, but we do. So get over it. Yeah. And there's a school, we live on a dead end and there's an elementary school. Well, like my oldest he's five. He goes to that school. He's been brought up in all this, both of them. They're uh, two boys, uh, five and three. And now I'm seven months pregnant. And like, same thing. Like the boys were brought up in with all this horror genre stuff around them and oddities and antiques and stuff. So we were like super pumped about the one in the backyard when we first got him. We finished the flowers and like we're like, come outside, come outside, see what we got. And we like brought him outside. We're like, look, there's a coffin. They're like, oh, cool. They were annoyed. <laughs> like they thought we had something for them. Yeah, they were saying that we had toys outside for them. Sorry to interrupt the episode like this, but I want to take a moment and tell you about something just posted to the nighttime premium feed. But for those of you unfamiliar, let me start by telling you that there is a separate and better nighttime podcast feed than the one you're currently listening to. It's available at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. It costs about as much as a cup of coffee, but arguably it'll give you a lot more than a blast of caffeine ever will. First, the premium feed is what funds the production of the show. Secondly, the premium feed is far less annoying. Since it's funded by the subscribers, there's no need to include ads like this or any of the others you've heard during this episode. But the most important difference is that the premium feed includes bonus content unavailable on this free feed. Shortly after the release of this episode, I'll be releasing the third in my three-part series in which Elena of the Morbid Podcast and I break down and discuss Fear Street, the recent horror trilogy on Netflix. If you're watching that series, this bonus content is probably up your alley. So if you're interested in the nighttime premium feed, visit patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. I should also mention that all annual subscribers will receive a nighttime welcome swag pack. Again, you can go premium at p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash nighttime podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. Uh, Well, this is amazing. Thank you both for taking the time out of your busy day of uh, fighting for social justice for all the goths across canada yeah Yeah, right (laughs) it's for it's for for everyone who's in the right standing up for being themselves and expressing themselves in a totally acceptable context Mm -hmm. so it's it's that's what that's what it really came down to and that's the thing living in st Catharines, especially a lot of the a lot of the Niagara region but i find mainly st Catharines. it's like celebrate who you are 
celebrate your differences or how you feel that you're different. Like be who you are, do what you want, dress, look, act how you want, be yourself through and through. Mm -hmm. Stop denying yourself of who you want to be. And then the other hand though, this is like, Oh no, you can't do that. Mm. So it's been a wild ride. Like it's so exciting though. It's just like, People think that we did this to get like some sort of 15 minutes. No, we did it for ourselves. Did it for ourselves. It was up for months before this all happened. Like this was not, this was not by any means intended to be what it has become. It was just for us. Like I've been so hard into that horror genre since I was a kid, right? So like, again, my family, my parents are like, yeah, like like what? Do something to shock us. You know, it it wasn't surprising to them, right? I want to thank you for joining Christina, Matt, and I. Who'd have thought a garden planter could be such a suitable topic for this show? And I'd like to hear what you think of this. If any of you want to give your opinions on their garden, let me know on social media. I'm very curious what the average nighttime podcast listener thinks of this. Now, before we part, I want to give some thanks. First, a huge thanks to Christina and Matt for taking the time to share their story with us. As well, a big shout out to Monty Data for contributing the music for this episode. It's a piece called Noir Tokyo. And lastly, a massive thank you to everyone who listens to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, this show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. But with that said, keeping the show alive is and has always been an uphill battle. So if you want to help take a bit of weight off the show's back, please subscribe to the premium feed. And with that said, let me thank the newest supporters of the show, Jody and Alexis, Thank you for your generous support. And for anyone else who'd like to join, you can at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. If you have any story ideas or if you want to give feedback on the show, reach me at nighttimepodcast.com slash contact or find me on social media. I use Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I'm often live on the Nighttime Podcast YouTube channel. So that's it. Until next time, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let me know if you see anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright Jordan Bonaparte.